Welcome to the Mindset is Our Podcast. I'm your host and mindset coach, CJ Leedy. And recently, I interviewed Chong Yang, who is a supercar race coach that my dad and I have worked with for years. An awesome guy, super insightful, super wise. And I'm going to break this podcast up into a couple of parts. And for today's section, we dive in on visualization, but more specifically, a form that I found very fascinating through this conversation, which is more of an active form of visualization. I hope you enjoy. Yeah, what is your mental process look like when you sit down in a new supercar that you've got to rip around a track? I mean, what is the first 30 to 45 seconds or what's the prep right before you're going out in the track? You know, how do you tune yourself in or is it a letting go process? You know, what what does that look like for you on a mental basis? Yeah, so that's a great question. For me, I love learning to just simplify, simplify and trust your process. I've been doing this for years. So I have a process where I get in the car. Does it work? It sounds silly, but does it start? Yeah. I mean, if, if you tell it to do something, how does it respond? Because you you go to a street car, you know, it's built for comfort. So if you tell it to go, it's going to think about it and it'll go. You get into a supercar, it's going to go a little bit quicker. But you get into a race car, it's like, as soon as you push anything, it's like, boom, gone. And so when I say, does it work? Meaning, how does it respond? Okay, is it reliable? Is it predictable? And then the, the next is the character. You know, we talk about people's character, but every car has a different character. Does it want to kill you or does it just want to just enjoy the ride? And so that demeanors everything because like the Hellcats, that thing, it's a brute. You, you tell it to go and you can hear like ramp up and then and boom, right? hits you like a hammer. And so you have to anticipate that. The last one is just learning the, the track. And so the track to me is not that hard because with my sports eye training, my mental imagery, my visualization, I can feel it, I can smell it, I can taste it. So I can draw the map in my mind and in the car when I'm driving. I wouldn't say it's just unconscious, but I, I still have to do the work. Like like when I'm riding with you and your dad, I, I get this where people are like, how did you know to tell me to slow down? Because I'm like teetering and my I'm starting to feel mental fatigue. Like, well, because I can feel it through the body language, through the car. I can see your visuals are starting to fall behind. And so my internal process is you need to just pay attention. And because my comfort level is it's just very, very high. You know, I've had clients where other instructors just refuse to ride with them because one, it's tolerance and two, the comfort level. They're not used to having cars go sideways or peeling out. And so that's a good question. And that that's where, you know, I, I love working with guys like you, people who really challenge me to ask those questions. Because when I work with really advanced drivers, smallest detail makes some of the biggest difference. Yeah, absolutely. And I liked one thing you mentioned there was you you visualize the track, you can feel it, you can see it, you can hear it, you can smell it and taste it. Maybe you could walk through that process. Certainly something that I've talked a lot about on the podcast and something that I believe in very, very deeply, and especially as it comes to the track, but certainly as it relates to all areas of our lives, visualization is an incredible tool because it's really your conscious mind creating a script in your unconscious mind. And the unconscious mind can't 
tell the difference of reality versus imagined reality. So what it's doing is it's creating a legitimate memory in your subconscious mind of that experience. So what do you do as far as visualization? What does that process look like for you? Is it something where you sit down and, you know, quiet your thoughts and do some deep breathing? Or is it just something you're doing walking around actively, you know, imagining the track? How do you visualize a new track that you're trying to learn? Yeah, that's a great question. And so as soon as the helmet goes on, it's switch on. Um, a good example is like, instead of watching a movie at 720p, right, I'm seeing things in like 4k, 8k. And, and the difference is this, when I'm teaching my drivers how to use their eyes, we're not just looking ahead. In high performance driving school, they teach you look ahead, like, what does that mean? Look over the hill, look over the other car that's in front of you. But, but that doesn't mean a whole lot at all because there's no value. You can't quantify what it is you're looking for. How do you make a decision just looking ahead? You're just kind of like, there, there's no value. And so the way that I teach is use tactical visual cues. If you're looking at something, understand what it is quantify it. Is it coming your way? How far is it? How fast is it approaching? Is it just some black blob, right? And so that interpretation allows you to make very good decisions. And then if you're in a race, well, you got multiple factors because you got other drivers and you're at the limit of your tire grip and the rotation tire. I mean, there's so many things. So then what? Well, he's blocking your view. That's where the visualization comes in. That's where I go into the next level. And so the physical is the first part. The second is understanding the situation because there's a lot of situations where you can't see things until you're physically at that point because it could be a blind turn. It could be a, a corner. It could be over a hill. It could be a car. It could be an object. And so when you can align yourself and mentally see how you're positioned on that part of the track, you can see where your margin of success is. Where is that exit so you can avoid clipping a situation, uh, a car or running over something? And, and then from there, we go into the emotion, being able to pivot that experience. You see this in video games, you see this in movies where you're outside, you're like a third perspective. You can pivot around your own car. You're like, oh, I actually got more room over here. I can see where if I could just move over an inch. I actually have a better turn in. I can get more grip. I mean, the opportunity just, just opens up. So to me, that's like the third level where if you can see the whole situation from a third eye view, all of a sudden, like you have that comfort, like I can make this move and be successful. And, and that's what holds a lot of drivers behind is like, if they don't know what the outcome is, they're going to be hesitant, which is a good call. So are you and thinking like, about that while you're on the track? Are you trying to see that bird's eye view or is this as in your, while you're in preparation? No, this is happening in real time. Yeah. It is crazy because when you have that capacity, that's how professionals are able to avoid a lot of tough situations. Spectators think, well, that's just luck. But in reality, they're able to slow down the situation, they slow down time and they can see things, right? That's why you watch a movie in a race, like, why they're slowing the frame down? It's because he's controlling the situation. Especially like when I watch uh, Sherlock Holmes, like, you know, he's like going through the scenario in his mind. If he throws a hook, I'm going to like block and I'm going to do this. And and so it's it's real stuff. It's real stuff. And then the, the fourth level is, it's so surreal because if you can smell it, taste it and feel it. And I'm just sitting in the car, but I can have that whole experience while I'm in motion. And I know exactly where I need the grip, how much, when to load and make that rotation. If I need seven degrees, well, I'm going to get that seven degrees exactly at that point. When I get to that marker, I'm going to get the grip. I'm going to just pass that person. And so that's that's kind of the short 
condensed version, but over time, you know, when I've developed this, it's just amazing to to have this ability. And it's it's like hard to explain because most of the drivers I talk to, they're just reactive drivers. They can't see what's happening. They don't know what to do. Whereas with my drivers, we are creating situations. We're creating opportunities. Yeah. So would you say from a visualization standpoint, do you ever do pre-prep? Will you sit down and think through the track with your eyes closed? Or is all this active visualization? You're constantly forcing your mind to see the bigger picture and to think multiple turns ahead and to see the car in a different direction. You know, is it all active or do you do any pre-prep? Yeah. So when I was competing a lot and when I was coaching your dad, we did a lot of pit visualization and also practice at home. I would coach your dad how to visualize the track so he would be more familiar with it. So when he's there, he's not having to spend all this time the whole weekend learning the track. Right. And yep. then when we would go to a competition, so let's say World America, uh, that's been one of my favorite stories about your dad is the first time I went with him was the second time he went there. And so the first time he had a mechanical failure, so it was a short weekend. But the second time we were preparing and practicing so that he could do well the following month at a NASA event. And so the way that things look, I said, okay, John, what's your goal for this weekend? Because I would like to be two seconds faster than than last time. Said, okay, good. But but you know, it's my job to like teach him what to focus on. The time to me, it's just gonna take care of itself if you do the right things, right? And so we did a lot of mental training before even on the track. And so all the things I mentioned, I try to get your dad to do that. So he was able to get the times in a very realistic mm -hmm. way through his mind, through his mental experience, creating that whole lap to like, okay, when I get to turn one, I want to come in at X speed, find my braking marker, turn in, roll in the power, and all these little steps. And so this is something that we use with myself and my drivers because we don't know the difference. Our, our mind doesn't know the difference. And so the more vivid you are, whether you're creating some bad experience or good experience, or it's like, that's what it is. And so yeah. long story short, I think one of my famous words I said to your dad when I was writing it with him before I sent him on his own, said, John, just shut up and try. <laughs> he would keep having a conversation and I wasn't being rude or anything, but I knew at that point he was right. And, yeah. and I was being a coach like, okay, I'm going to push you a little bit. So you just focus and you just do your thing. And so I got out of the car and I sent him out and he came back and he shaved 11 seconds. He was faster than his oh friend God. like the most dominant guy in the mustang community and i i would never forget this image where his dad comes to the pit after his hot lap and he's this giddy kid like oh, so excited yeah and i can friend, see him right now yeah my good friend uh gary is like what's going on you know why are you so excited and he's like oh i just had a good lap <laughs> he went telling his fast time <laughs> I understand that. Interesting. I find that so fascinating because visualization is a big part of my life and definitely just specifically to the track. You know, it's something that we've worked on. It's something that I often do by myself is where I will, you know, before I go out or certainly when I'm learning a new track, I will spend however long it takes and I will just sit there with my eyes closed as a pre-prep and I will think through the whole process. I'll envision myself sitting in the car, feeling the steering wheel or the or the stick shift, whatever we've got going on. Really try to put myself there and then envision each turn on the track. And I'll count based on a number for each turn so I can kind of have something to stick that to and relay the information to and think through where all of the shifting and the braking and the turning and all of those pieces align on the track. 
And I'll try to do it as many times as I can until I get to the point where I can do it incredibly quickly. Just happens, you know, I can get around the entire track and, you know, 10 seconds in my mind because I can see it all that clearly. And then when you're out there, you know, you're no longer trying to think on your toes. You're actually ahead of it. You already can see the entire track in your mind. So I think that the pre-prep makes a lot of sense and is probably something that a lot of people have maybe considered or worked with in their own lives in different areas. But I, I really like the point that you touched on, which is more of active visualization. And I think this is something that I'm starting to see more and more with people that I've been working with. And even, you know, this is a really interesting story I heard from my sister who had just recently read my book and she was raving about this part about visualization. And she went to the gym and my sister, she doesn't get a lot of time on the treadmill often because she's, you know, she says she feels a lot of pain. It's just a struggle and she hates it and whatever else. She showed up to the gym after reading the section in my book about visualization. And she didn't do a pre-programmed visualization, kind of like I was mentioning, although she had already sort of started to prepare her thoughts. But she did an active visualization where while she was on the treadmill, she was basically repeating all this stuff to herself of like, I feel no pain. I can run until I until I want to stop. Like I have infinite power, all the stuff. She was doing this very active visualization process where she was sort of having an out-of-body experience, she said. And she ran farther and faster than she ever ever had in her entire life. And she felt like she could have kept going even after that, but she had a client meeting that she had to jump off for, but she was just ecstatic about this experience, how she was really doing an active visualization where she was just forcing her mind to see things from a different perspective. And so I think it's so fascinating to hear your analysis of visualization and active management on the track. I do a lot of the pre-programming and getting the script deep into my subconscious mind. And I'll do that with speeches. I'll do that even just going out with friends if I feel like I'm trying to create a little bit more of a, you know, social energy inside of myself, more confidence. I'll envision myself being confident and doing things like that. It sounds kind of crazy, but it works. And, but I love it for the track experience, specifically this active visualization. It's something that I don't think that I do enough of, but I think there's a ton of potential within, right? It's like to, to see it in the moment for more than it is to actually really get outside of yourself, see yourself from either a bird's eye view or see the scenario from, from a different angle in a way that enhances your ability to interact with it. I think that there's so much untapped potential there. And I just, I love the way that you broke that down because especially with a race car, you know, there's so many different pieces of it with the traction of the tires to your aerodynamics, to how you feel in the seat, to the other cars on the track. You know, there's so many different things that you can be visualizing. I think that that's really an interesting concept, much more active visualization. Yeah, I, I think that unconsciously we do that naturally because this falls within the fight or flight aspect of our brain and function the thing that i think a lot of folks misinterpret is they only use it in situations when they're intentional but in reality they can use it in almost anything because the racing concept well if we're focusing on the negative stuff then guess what you probably won't make it to the next corner. But like for your your sister's example, you know, she got to a state of flow. She got to a point where she made it fun. That changed her whole perspective. Her body responded to it. Mm -hmm. and, and so it's one thing to just visualize it, but it's the emotional piece that you have to develop to feel it, hear it, taste it. And that's where things change because 
that's you programming your your mind and your body to put the right chemicals into your body say hey this is fun you know it kind of sucks but like like this is fun we we we, we want to do this and and that's where things the magic starts to happen like like we want to do this and i think that's where people they mm -hmm. they it's a huge hurdle for them because like when i say chat let's go faster you're like i don't know versus like yeah Yeah, it's going to be scary, but I'm with the right person. And, and even when I send you out by yourself, like, I want you to do this. So it just changes the outcome. Yeah. I love that concept. Yeah. So that is what we're working with today. If you're interested in connecting with Chong Yang, I will link his information in the show notes. This is the Mindsizzar podcast, and thanks for going MIA with us today. Mm -hmm.